0: شهد الله انه لا اله الا هو والملائكه والملائكه واولو العلم قائما بالقسط لا اله الا هو العزيز الحكيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على عبده ورسوله نبينا محمد so, a few points before we start. Number one, this lesson is a lesson uh, that has been going on for a long time. And we started the book again. And today, inshallah, we're going to be going into the second chapter of the book, the, the fiqh of salah. So, we've done tahara. If you missed it, no problem. You're still going to benefit, inshallah. Ta'ala. But the kitab al salah, we're not going to finish it today, of course. So, the author, after finishing kitab at tahara, Fiqh, remember we said Fiqh it splits up into four different categories Fiqh the whole of Fiqh splits splits up into four different categories we said that the first category is Al-Ibadat which is Acts of Worship and in those Acts of Worship we take how many subjects? five the first one is Tahara purification how to do wudu, how to do ghusl, what breaks your wudu, what makes you have to do ghusl and that's what we've taken in the, previous cha- in, in the previous lessons the second chapter of Tahara and the third, fourth and fifth is the rest of the pillars of Islam which is Salah, Zakah, fasting and Hajj Salah, praying, Zakah which is charity, fasting which is Siyam and Hajj going to the Hajj, to the to, to Mecca so this is the second chapter that we're going to be going into great detail in when it comes to the Ibadat section of the Salah and so the author, رحمه تعالى, he says, Kitab Salah, the book of Salah, the fiqh of Salah, of the prayer. And the Salah, in the Arabic language, it has a few meanings that it goes back to. Where it goes, the, the root letters, they all have a, a common meaning, which is the word "Sila," which means connection, which means connection. And the word Salah, they say in the Arabic language, comes from, the, it means what it means in the Arabic language when it's used a lot, it, is, it means Dua. So the word salah is used as du'a. Allah says in the Quran, and the proof for that is that Allah says in the Quran to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, خُذْ مِنْ أَمْوَالِهِمْ صَدَقَةً تُطَحِرُهُمْ وَتُزَكِّيهِمْ بِهَا وصلي عَلَيْهِمْ Take from their wealth the sadaqah, meaning the zakah. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was commanded to gather the zakah, the charity that the different tribes of Arabia used to give. And so when the Prophet ﷺ, he would, when he would gather the charity, what he would do is he would send out a, a person who is known as a Sa'i the person who goes out to collect the zakah from different tribes and different villages So he would go and they will collect the zakah and the, from a certain village When the zakah would come back, the Prophet ﷺ would receive it And Allah says, خُذْ مِنْ أَمْوَالِهِمْ Take that charity from them وتزكيهم وتزكيهم this, this charity that they're given is a purification for themselves. Zakah is purification. It purifies yourself and it purifies your wealth. And then he said, وَصَلِّ عَلَيْهِمْ And do salah on them. What do you mean do salah on them? What does it mean by do salah on them? Does it mean pray, Allah Akbar, pray salah on them. No. What does it mean? Make dua for them. That's what the word salah here in the Arabic language means. And it also comes back to the meaning of which is love. It comes back to the meaning of love, which is the connection that two people may have. So the word Salah has those two meanings. As for in the, in the Sharia and in the Islam, in fiqh, in fiqh, when we talk about Salah in these books of Fiqh, what we're talking about is the prayer that we know. We all know what Salah is, right? And some of the scholars, and the scholars they define it also, but we all know what it is. And I'll give you guys the definition just to mention what the scholars mention, they say that it is أَقْوَالٌ وَأَفْعَالٌ ذَاتُ أَرْكَانٍ وَشُرُوطٌ it is actions and words actions and words you do Ruku' you do Sujood and words you speak Al-Fatiha and things like that you recite actions and words they have pillars and conditions actions and words they have pillars and conditions مُفْتَتَحَةٌ بِالتَّكْبِيرٌ وَمُخْتَتَمَةٌ بِالتَّسْلِيمٌ it is initiated by a takbir, Allahu Akbar. You start it off by saying Allahu Akbar, which is a takbir. And you finish it off with the salam, taslim. Because the Prophet said, Tahlimu hat takbir, wa taslim. In the hadith of ibn of Ibn Masud anhu, he said that the opening of the salah is for you to say Allahu Akbar. And the ending of the salah is for you to say salamu عليكم so that is the definition of the Salah When the author here, the first issue that he brings Oh before we go into that, sorry As for the Salah eh? Other three categories of? Of Fiqh uh, The other three categories of Fiqh Number two is Al-Mu'amalat Which is transactions This is what we learn in the second category of Fiqh Transactions which you, In which you, you learn what? Buying Selling, renting, all of this kind of stuff. Try, uh, share, uh, shares and stuff like that. Number three is Al-Nikah uh, or Al-Ahwal al shakhsiyya which is um, human relations. Human relations or marital relations you would say. Marital relations in which you learn about marriage. You learn about divorce. You learn about different ways of separation. You learn about inheritance. You learn about wills. When someone dies, the will. And the fourth one is Al-Aqdiyya or shahadat which is Al-Junaat You learn about criminal law criminal law in which you learn the different crimes that, have, that require punishments in the Sharia what the punishments are who can be a judge who can be a witness and what is the evidence in court and also the, those different that's basically uh, those, that's the whole four part of Fiqh so we're still on the first part of Fiqh which is Al-Ibadat acts of worship even though we've taken Mu'amalat previously in the previous lessons Okay, um, so now the salah is an obligation according to the Quran and the Sunnah and by Ijma. Meaning, the Quran tells us that salah is obligatory, and the Sunnah tells us that that, that salah is obligatory. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran, "Wa salah." Many different places establish the salah. "Wa aqimu salat wa zakah." Establish the salah and give the zakah. And in the in the Hadith of the Prophet sallallahu in the Sunnah. Ibn Mas'ud, Ibn Umar radiallahu anhu narrates that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said Bunya al-Islamu ala khams The Islam was built upon, six, upon five pillars The first one is shahadata alla ilaha illallah To bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship but Allah Wa anna muhammad rasulullah and the muhammad is the messenger of Allah Wa iqam as-salah and to establish the salah Wa i'ta as-zaka'ah and to give the zaka'ah And wa hajj al and to do hajj to the house Wa sawum Ramadan, and to fast in the month of Ramadan That's how the hadith was narrated in that order so that shows that the Salah is obligatory by the Quran and by Sunnah and by Ijma. No difference of opinion amongst the scholars that Salah is obligatory Rather they say that Salah being obligatory is something that is known in the religion by necessity What do I mean by that? Salah being obligatory is known in the religion by necessity Meaning you have to know that Salah is obligatory and you have to believe it If someone says Salah is not wajib upon me I don't have to pray Or Salah is not wajib at all we, Muslims don't have to pray. What's the ruling of that person? He's a kafir. He leaves Islam. Someone says salah is not obligatory. Don't have, and the five daily prayers, they are not obligatory. You don't have to pray them. You can if you want and you, can, and you, don't, have, you don't have to if you don't want to. That person has left the fold of Islam because he has rejected the Quran and the Sunnah clearly. The Quran and Sunnah clearly mention that salah is obligatory. He has clearly rejected it. And he, has, he, he should have known this by necessity. Is something that everyone knows. Everyone knows. No one in their right mind who knows Islam says that Salah is not obligatory. So anyone who believes that it's not obligatory, that person's a disbeliever. That's number one. Number two is that. That's the first uh, ruling on that. The second ruling is: What about the person who, who believes is obligatory, and he doesn't pray? He believes Salah is obligatory upon me, and he doesn't pray. The one who believes Salah is not obligatory. We said he's a kafir, right? Disbeliever. By ijma, No difference of opinion that he's a, he's a disbeliever. As for the one who does not pray, he never prays. He doesn't pray. He chooses not to pray. Out of laziness. Because he can't be bothered. What's the ruling on that person? The scholars here, this is where they differed. They didn't differ on if someone, he denies prayer. He says you don't have to pray. That person, they, there's no difference of opinion. is a disbeliever. Like in they differ on the person who, he, did, he, he, he refuses to pray. He refuses to pray. Out of laziness. Not out of rejecting it. He doesn't reject Salah. But he's just lazy. What's the ruling on that person? The majority of the scholars, they say this person is a major sinner. And is, not, is still a Muslim. He's still a Muslim, but he's a major sinner. <laughs> and this is the opinion of Imam Shafi'i and Imam Al-Malik, Imam Abu Hanifa and other scholars. They say that this, the, the person is a major sinner and he is a is a fasiq his court is not accepted in court his rule is, is to testimony in court is not accepted he's an evil person that's the, that's the one opinion the other opinion is that this person is also a disbeliever he's a kafir, doesn't pray person who does not pray leaves the fold of Islam and this is the opinion of Imam Ahmed Rahimahullah. and it's also the opinion that was taken by Ibn Taymiyyah and Ibn Al Qayyim and shaykh Muhammad Ibn al Rahimahullah, and the Imams of Najd and Shaykh al and Shaykh al Uthaymin and al today, they take this opinion that the person who does not pray, he is a disbeliever Kafir. And the evidence that they bring, and it shows that the, the, the evidence shows that uh, this one, according to these scholars, is stronger. This that he's a disbeliever. Why? Because the evidence is, uh, that they bring is the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ in Sahih Muslim that he narrates that the Prophet ﷺ said, the Covenant between us and them. the difference between us and the Muslims, and the non-Muslims is the Salah. So whoever leaves the Salah, فَقَدْ كَفَرَ he is disbelieved. He's a disbeliever. And also in the Hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said, بين الرجل وبين الرجل والكفر والشرك between a man and shirk and kufr And disbelief between a man, a Muslim, and disbelief is what was between them the barrier. Between a man and disbelief is a Salah. تركو Salah to leave Salah. Meaning if he leaves the Salah, then he is disbelieved. And we have the hadith of also uh, one of the athar from one of the tabi'een that he said The companions never used to see any action to be disbelief They never used to see, they never used to believe any action to be disbelief if you don't do it If you don't do any action they don't used to believe it to be disbelief except for salah If you leave the salah then they consider it to be kufr disbelief And so from these narrations a lot of the scholars they say that the person who leaves of the salah is a disbeliever, leaves Islam. And that person is uh, obviously that happens when the, the the judge he rules that he's a disbeliever. What happens to him is that he is number one, is executed for apostasy, for leaving Islam. Number two, obviously he's asked to repent and if he repents and obviously he's gonna repent inshallah then he's not. And number two, he's not buried amongst the Muslims. You can't be buried you can't be buried among in a Muslim cemetery number three his inheritance cannot be given to any Muslim meaning if a Muslim, non-muslim dies and their children is Mus- are Muslims that those children don't take the inheritance because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa told us <laughs> the Muslim doesn't inherit it from a kafir and the kafir does not inherit to a Muslim all right so these are the rulings that go back but they all agreed all of the scholars they agreed that the one who leaves of the salah even out of laziness he should be taken to court in a Muslim land, not in this country. In a Muslim land, he's, he should be taken to court, and his punishment, according to that, the Islamic, the Islamic Sharia, according to the Islamic Sharia, his punishment is what is that he's executed for not praying, even if he's a Muslim. Yeah, and he's a Muslim or non-Muslim. There's difference of opinion, but they all agree that he should be executed. All of the scholars. Why? 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 Why is such a harsh punishment for someone who doesn't pray? Because the person who doesn't pray, he has no Islam left. He has nothing, nothing left that he cannot do He can do any other sin after that You know the salah Allah says in the Quran wal munka." The salah is keeps you away from evil deeds If a person doesn't pray He's not remi- reminding himself of Allah five times a day He's not reminding himself of Allah subhanahu wa taala. And the salah is what keeps you away from evil That person he, can, he opens the door to himself To all other evils And then he will corrupt society And if he is not punished for what for such a crime that he's done and it goes to other people other people they start to not pray then that's going to cause the whole society to be corrupt and islam has come to preserve the society preserve the people's blood preserve the people's minds preserve the people's wealth when people they don't pray and they don't fear allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are able to do anything right so because of that the scholars they unanimously agreed on the ruling of this person but look at this my brothers and sisters if this is the ruling for the one who doesn't pray, do you even want to be part of this difference of opinion? Do you want to be part of the difference of opinion the scholars are discussing whether you are a kafir or not? And this shows that a person, he, anything he's doing, whatever he's doing, whatever sin he's doing in the world, he can be doing any sin, at least just don't leave the salah, don't leave the prayer. Even if you just come, you're going to somewhere يعني, haram, stop and pray. Stop and pray, maybe it will stop you from going to that haram place. Don't ever, ever, ever leave the prayer, right? And this shows the importance of this salah. this is the pillar of Islam. Rather they say the person who leaves the salah, he doesn't pray, he's worse than the murderer, he's worse than the rapist. He's worse than all of these people. Right? So make sure that a person you brothers and sisters make sure that you're all you're establishing the salah in the correct way. No I'm question of <laughs> No, no, no. It wasn't written from Zayi Muslim. It's one of the Sunan, um, one of the Masanid from Abdullah ibn Shakir. Uh, no, no, I don't think it's intermediate. It might be intermediate, it might be. But I'm not sure. I'm not, I can't remember exactly his it's Abdullah ibn Shakir, Ibn Shakir, similar to that. No? <laughs> yeah, the one who leaves by rejection, rejects Allah by, by jama'ah is a disbeliever, yes. Mm. Yeah, so you don't go to the janazah of someone who doesn't pray. He doesn't pray. In fact, even Sheikh Salih Al-Fawzan was asked recently. He was asked a question and said that my husband, a woman, said my husband never used to pray. Can I make du'a for him? So she he said, sometimes did he used to pray? At least sometimes. He said, uh, not really. Never used to pray. Are oh, you trying to say he's trying to find a? Yeah, uh, and he to find a excuse for him. Does he? Does he? Did he used to? You mean? Maybe you mean he didn't used to go to the jama'ah. He never used to pray in congregation. She said, "No, never used to pray." You mean never ever used to pray? Can I make du'a for him? she said, "No, you can't make du'a for him. You can't pray for him, and you can't give charity on his behalf. None of that, because he's a disbeliever." No. Taib. So that's uh, the ruling on the person who refuses to pray. But if you want to look for the other ما كان أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يروون شيئا من الأعمال so you said that Salah being obligatory is known by necessity If someone doesn't know it, does he have an excuse? We say only in two cases One, one is he's a, a new Muslim, brand new Muslim Then he has an excuse, he doesn't know you have to pray then he's, not, he's still a Muslim. We don't, we don't consider him to be a disbeliever. And number two is someone who was not able to learn. He wasn't able to learn due to him living somewhere, for example, where he lives. He's, they say he's, he says he's Muslim, like when he lives in a place in a jungle where there's no, no person to teach him. In that case, then he's excused. In those two situations only. Other than that, they're not excused as long as they're able to learn. <laughs> so the first thing that they speak about in Kitabul Salah is Auqatul Salah, the times for prayers. And because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tells us in the Quran, "Inna the Salah has been uh, prescribed upon the believers at a specific time. And the scholars they say that from the biggest conditions of the Salah is for it to be prayed on time. And it is a major sin for a person to leave the Salah until outside of its time, to pray until outside of its time. Okay. So because of that, the first chapter Al Mamlak Rahimahullah Taala mentions in his muwatta The first chapter he brings is. The time for the prayers. And so this is what a lot of the scholars of fiqh, they followed. And that the first thing that they speak about in the chapter of salah is the timing for the prayers. Before we go into that, one last issue. When is a person considered to be tarik salah Someone who leaves the salah. When? We didn't mention that, right? Yeah, if he leaves one salah, is a kafir. Or five or two. We say, wallahu alam. This, the, now here is, there is also a difference of opinion. Lakin, wallahu alam is if a person, he never ever prays. He never ever prays. He doesn't pray nothing at all. Doesn't pray He Doesn't pray, Jum'ah, doesn't pray nothing. He never prays. If he sometimes he prays sometimes on and off, inshallah is still a Muslim. Even though some scholars say even one salah he becomes a disbeliever. Lakin, Allah So be careful. Yani, be careful. So he says <coughs> the five the prayers which are obligatory are five. There are five daily prayers which are obligatory. So when the scholars they say that salah is the pillar of islam What do they mean by that? Do they mean Salatul-Witr? Do they mean the Sunnah Salah? What do they mean? The five daily prayers The five daily prayers This is what they mean when they say The pillar of islam is a Salah They mean the five daily prayers Khamsun, huh? Number one is al-zuhur Salatul-Dhuhr Why does it start with Salatul-Dhuhr? The reason why it starts with Salatul-Dhuhr Is because this is conforming with how the Sharia The Quran and Sunnah has mentioned the Salah When the Quran mentions the Salah It starts with Zuhur Allah says in the Quran وَأَقْمِ الصَّلَاةَ لِدُلُوكِ الشَّمْسِ إِلَى غَسَقِ اللَّيْلِ Establish the Salah لِدُلُوكِ الشَّمْسِ meaning the time إلى غَسَقِ اللَّيْلِ until the night time وَقُرْآنِ الفَجْرِ and the Fajr Salah as well the recitation of Salah Al-Fajr so it starts off with the hour. also in the Hadith of Jibreel when the Prophet was taught how to pray the first Salah that Jibreel taught the Prophet Sallallahu To pray was Salatul Dhuhr And it's very it's a, One of the ways of the scholars That a person should try to follow Is that they also always try to conform With the Sharia In how you speak Or when you speak And, and this is an important matter Which to be honest Concerns more students of knowledge People who know Arabic And stuff like that But it's still a good matter to mention That a person should always try to conform With the Quran and the Sunnah In their words For example When they have like Words like mu'jiza, isma, certain words which are not in the sharia. Mu'jizah, what does it mean? Miracle, huh? They say miracle, mu'jiza. And the sharia never came with that word mu'jiza. It never had that word. That word was later on brought and then it was made to understand as the word, it was made to be used, it is used to understand as, or is used for a person to, يعني, what they understand from it is a miracle. Like in what the Quran, what does the Quran mention about? The, uh, the uh, uh, you, what does the Quran use? What word does the Quran use to mention miracles? Huh? Huh? Say, say. What is it? Ayah. Ayah. Huh? Is ayah? Ayah. Allah. القمر. وإن يروا كل آية All right? وَإِنْ يَرُوْ آيَةً نَعْمَ وَإِنْ يَرُوْ آيَةً يُعْرِضُ So another, another word is also used in the Qur'an uh, for, for, for miracles. Which is? Burhan. Mm, Burhan, right? So these are the words that are used for miracles. مُعْجِز never came until later on. And it was used by certain people of innovation. Like in the point is that the conforming with the Qur'an and Sunnah is always the best. So that's why this, the scholars here, there's a lesson for us. They start off with Salat al and the reason why is obviously the hadith of Jibril. The hadith of Jibril is that the Prophet he was being taught what time to pray by Jibril, and so Jibril came to the Prophet and led him in salah for two days. On the first day, he led him in the salah. He led him in the salah at the beginning of the time of each salah. So as soon as Dhuhr came in, he led him. As soon as Asr came in, he led him in Salah, as soon as Maghrib, as soon as Isha, as soon as Fajr came in, they started praying, so, they, so from this they know what, when the Salah starts, then on the second day, Jibreel came and led the Prophet Sallallahu in the Salah at the end of the time, so when Dhuhr was just about to finish, he led him, then he led him in Asr at the end, then Maghrib at the end, then Isha, then Fajr at the end, right? And so in another hadith, hadith the Prophet ﷺ did the same thing A man came and asked the Prophet ﷺ about the Salah So on the first day he led them at the beginning of the time And in the second day he led, him, led them at the end of the time And then he said waqt. Between these two times is the time of the prayer So you can pray Dhuhr any time between this time and this time First day and second day Any time between that you can pray Asr same thing Maghrib same thing Isha same thing And Fajr same thing And so this is where they get the hadith, the, the timing for the prayers so he said the first prayer is Al Salatul Dhuhr. When does Salat. Is the end? Um, we're going to learn about that, inshaAllah. But generally, you're allowed to delay the prayer as long as it's within the time. You're allowed. It's fine. Generally. <coughs> but we're going to speak about certain exceptions, Inshallah inshaAllah. Hmm? Hmm? From the Sunnah? From the Sunnah? Where do we get the five daily prayers? From the Sunnah, the Hadith. Because the Sunnah. The Sunnah mentions Salatul Dhuhr, Asr, Maghrib, and Fajr. Yeah, we're going to go through all of them, um, inshaAllah. It mentions all of them. And even in the Quran, to be honest even in the Quran but in the Quran it's mentioned it more generally so from the dhuhr until night time that's mentioned in what generally dhuhr, asr, maghrib, isha and Quran al-fajr and Quran al Fajr. dhuhr, asr, asr, establish the dhuhr at the beginning and the end of the daytime and also at night time that's mentioned in all the five daily prayers but in general the Sunnah mentions it specifically dhuhr, asr, maghrib, ishaah okay now, knowing the timings of the prayer is important because obviously because it's the condition of the Salah but how do we know how do we as human beings, Muslims, how do we know when the Salah has entered? There's three ways that we can know the Salah has entered. Number one is you see the sign that the Salah has entered. You're gonna see here inshallah you're gonna see here that the prayer times they have signs when the sun is like this, then there's Dhuhr time. When the sun is like that, it's Maghrib. When the sun is like this, it's Isha. When the sun is like this, we're going to learn the prayer time. You see the sign. That's the first way to know. And this is important especially for a person. Today, obviously, we have calendars which has done the job for us. Like in a person who's traveling, you're on the aeroplane, you don't know what time it is to pray. And it's a question that I get asked commonly. I'm on the, the, the aeroplane, how do I pray? When do I know when it's time to pray? You're meant to learn it in Fiqh. Go outside and look at the sun, go on the aeroplane, Look at the window, look at this. Look for the sun, look at the sign of the prayer. And that's, some, that's the first way that we should all try to make sure that we know because we're going to be in that situation one day. How do we know it's time to pray or not? You have to go look at the sun. The second way is that you are informed by a trustworthy person. So someone tells you that the salah has entered. How How do we have that normally here? Not by calling the Adhan. When you're in the Muslim country, you have the adhan. Is the adhan from the conditions of the mu'adhin, the one who's doing the adhan is that he has to be mu'taman. He has to be a trustworthy person. Because we don't trust our salah, we don't put our salah in the hands of someone who's not trustworthy. So the Muslim leader has to appoint the mu'adhineen, the people of adhan, to be trustworthy people. And so the mu'adhin, as the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Al mu'adhinu mu'taman. The mu'adhin is entrusted. The mu'adhin is entrusted. So He tells us when the Salah comes in, even if you don't see the sign yourself, right? You don't look at the sun yourself, but He tells us the Salah has come in. That's the second way to know. The third way to know is by calculations, which is the sun's rotation, the sun's orbit and how the sun moves throughout the year is known. Because the sun, as as opposed to the moon, the sun, it has the same rotation throughout the whole year or has the same orbit throughout the year or every year, sorry. So the beginning of the year, the first day, we know that the longest day of the, day, the year is what? 24th of June, right? That's the longest day of the year in the UK. It never changes. The sun... The sun, it has its own... It has its own orbit, it has its own correct orbit, right? It never changes. The moon, it changes, sometimes 29 days, sometimes 28, sometimes 30 days, right? The moon, but it comes out. So therefore, that's why, in, when it comes to the rulings pertaining to the sun, which is the five daily prayers, we can use calculations. We can use the calculations because it never changes through after the uh, year to year. As for the moon, then we're not allowed to use calculations to work out when Ramadan is going to enter, right? Are we allowed to go to the astronomer and say what time? When is the moon going to appear? The new moon. When is it going to appear so that we know Ramadan has entered or not? Are we allowed to do that? No. What do we have to do? We have to go and see it, right? We have to go see the moon. And if it is covered with, if it's covered with the, the uh, clouds, what do we do? We assume it's thirty. We don't use calculations because the moon it has different time we don't know uh, when, when it's going to come out and things like that as for the sun then we do so um, that's how the three ways that we know uh, the prayer so now what we're going to be learning about is the signs for us to know when the salah has entered so salatul and this is a bit hard by the way so I'm preparing you guys now be prepared it's a bit hard it's a bit confusing wa <laughs> awwal the first the time when it starts when the Salat al starts Zawal al-Shams it's at Zawal it's something called Zawal and this is for people who are learning Fiqh and hopefully inshallah, all of you guys are going to be attending the rest of the lessons as well it's important for you guys to know a lot of wordings in Fiqh certain terminology certain words from amongst these words is the word Zawal you need to know what the word Zawal means Zawal does not mean midday dhuhr does not come in at midday at midday on the, on the dock. That's not what Zawal means. Zawal, it comes from the word مَا which is to lean, lean, it leans. And what it means is Zawal, the time of Zawal, the time of Zawal is when the sun leans to the western side of the sky. Write that down and I'll explain it to you inshaAllah. When the sun leans to the western side of the sky. The sun leans to the western side of the sky like when the sun comes out when the sun rises when where does it rise from east or the west east right everyone agree the sun rises from the east when it rises it goes and it, it keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going until it gets to the middle right it gets to the middle of the sky this is known as al istiwa this this time is called al istiwa and this is the time when you're not allowed to pray and the sun is the highest point of the sky, it's in the middle of the... It stays in there for around five minutes, around five minutes. You're not allowed to pray Sunnah Salah in this time. Then it starts to go to the western side of the sky, slightly leans to the western side of the sky, the, the sun. Slightly leans to the western side of the sky. When it slightly leans to the western side of the sky, this is known as Zawal. And this is when Dhuhr starts, right? Look at this. When the sun is in the eastern side of the sky, where is the shade of a human being going to be? A shade of an object. You have a stick, upright stick, or a building. upright, Or just a stick. What, what, side of the, what side is the shade of that stick going to be on? The west, right? Because the sun is in the east. When the sun goes to the west, the shade is going to be in the east. As soon as the shade of the object moves to the eastern side of the sky slightly, eastern side of the earth slightly, what does that mean? It is zawal because the sun has gone into the western side of the sky. So the point is that as soon as the sun moves from the middle of the sky to the western side of the sky, this is called zawal, and this is when salatul Dhuhr starts. Is that clear? Everyone get that? Everyone understand that? Who doesn't understand? It's confusing to some people. So I'll repeat it. Yeah. Huh? When the sun is in the middle of the sky, it's called istiwa. As soon as the sun moves from the middle of the sky to the western side of the sky Slightly moves to it Then this is called Zawal Is that clear? Hmm? Exactly. If, I have a, if, I have a, if I have a light I have a light moves from this part Goes to the western side of the sky Then this this is Zawal this is, this is when the, the Salatul Dhuhr starts طيب. وآخره When the Salatul Dhuhr finish إذا صار ظل كل شيء مثله بعد ظل الزوال. when the it finishes, ظهر finishes when the shade of the object becomes the same length as the object when the shade of the object becomes the same length as the object as the sun keeps going the shadow of the objects they become longer and longer right? right? the sun keeps going by the time you get towards the end of the day the shadows of the objects on the, everywhere, the stick that stick that we have, it becomes longer and longer. So let's say you have a one meter high stick. In normal places on the earth, because we're going to learn certain places not like this, and most places not like this, some places of the earth like Mecca, when the sun is in the middle of the sky, how long is the shadow of the object? There's no shadow, huh? Because the sun is above you, right? So there's no shadow just underneath you, right? So there's no length. The shadow has no length, right? That's how it is. When the while comes, what happens? Your shadow gets longer, a bit longer, right? Gets to the eastern side of the sky. It's just very short, very small shadow. It keeps going, right? Until the shadow gets and the shadow gets longer and longer and longer, right? It keeps going. When does Asr time comes in? Uh, sorry, Dhuhr finish and Asr comes in also. Dhuhr finishes when the shadow of the object becomes the same length as the object. At midday, there's no shadow. Keeps going until the shadow becomes longer and longer until it becomes one meter. Just like the stick. We have a one meter high stick. The shadow of that one meter high stick becomes one meter. That's when dhuhr finishes. And that's also when Asr starts. Asr starts as soon as the shadow becomes one meter and a bit. It gets a bit longer. So that's when dhuhr finishes. He says here, بعد ظل الزوال. After ظل الزوال. And this is something called zilu zawal, and also fayu zawal. it has two names. What is that? I said to you guys, right? When the sun is in the middle of the sky, how long is the shadow of the object? When the sun is in the middle of the sky, how long is the shadow of the object? Huh? No shadow. Sun in the middle of the sky is right above you, like this light, right above me. No shadow here, underneath me, from the, the light. All right? In some countries, in London, in London. I don't know most of you probably have not noticed but you notice after you learn this lesson that's when you that's when I started to notice anyway you start noticing after you learn this lesson at 12 uh, 12 p.m. or 12 the middle of the day go outside in London especially in winter and look at your shadow how long is your shadow it's quite long you have a shadow in London you have it because of where the earth is uh, because where uh, UK the UK is on the earth it's not near the equator Yani is towards the, no- uh, the the northern part of the earth, huh? So it has a shadow. There's still some shadow. This shadow is considered. It's called fa'uz zawal. The shadow at the time of zawal. That shadow shouldn't be there. In normal circumstances, because the sun is the highest point, therefore, in normal circumstances, it should be j- directly above you. But because of where it is on the earth, it still has a shadow. What do we do in that situation? How do we now know when? Zuhur finishes this is the hard part how do we now know when Zuhur finishes because the shadow of the object let's say it's one meter long when the sun is in the middle of the sky the shadow is already one meter it might be one and a half meters right so how do we know when Zuhur now finishes we say that shadow that is present at that time when the sun is in the middle of the sky that one meter shadow one and a half meter shadow that's there we subtract it we take that away and we wait for the shadow to add the length of the object so the object is one meter right the shadow is already one meter or half a meter let's say half a meter the shadow of the object that is which is one meter high at midday is half a meter so when do we consider a lot of time to finish when the shadow is 1.5 meters why because we subtract half the meter right Oh, you add you add half the meter we don't consider that half meter that's already there at the beginning this is the hard part a lot of people are confused huh. we have an object we have an object a stick which is one meter high when the sun is in the middle of the sky in london it has a shadow wish when it shouldn't have a shadow it has a shadow the shadow of that object is half a meter when the sun is in the middle of the sky we said, Dhuhr finishes when the, object, when the shadow of the object is the same length as the object which is 1 meter So are we going to say now, that Dhuhr finishes here when the shadow of the object is 1 meter, even though at the beginning it was really half a meter No, right? We're going to say, that Dhuhr finishes when the shadow of the object is 1 meter plus the shadow that was there at the time of Zawal Plus the shadow that was there at the time of zawal when the sun was in the middle of the sky. This is called faiz zawal. We add that. So we say Dhuhr finishes in this situation when the shadow of the object, the shadow of the object is one and a half meters. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh, yeah, you scale yeah, scale. Yeah, so, yeah when you're weighing something, you know when you weigh on something you, you put the bowl you put the bowl on the weigh on the weighing machine and then you press you know you definitely did that with your gym food. <laughs> what is it? Easy, easy, easy way to remember it is when the sun's on top of me, whatever shadow you have, it carries over. Yeah, it carries over and when the sun's on top of you, whatever shadow you have there or the object has, it carries over. And it was it's called reset huh? Or they post, they post, there's another name for it tear that's it come on man you go chillin' now you <laughs> yeah. should know that stuff <laughs> brothers who weigh their food a tear huh? You pre- you pre- so you put the bowl you put the bowl on the scale you press tear then you add that one meter do you get it? is that clear? al-istiwa Al-Istiwa' 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 yeah. Al-Zawal is what? Al-Zawal is what? When it, the when it slightly leans to the side of the sky And this is important The word Zawal is going to come up in different parts of fiqh it comes up in what? Siyam, fasting comes up in different parts of fiqh So you need to know, know this word Zawal It's not midday It is just after midday hmm. uh, Al- Al-Istiwa' Al-Zawal, yeah Al-Zawal, yeah How are you supposed to know when to start up or and uh, the countries when the shadow already has a shadow, uh, the objects already have a shadow. How do you know when the start of buhur is? Because this is a good question. Because when the sun is in the western side of the sky, what, shi- what side is your shadow going to be in? Eastern side, right? When the sun is in the middle of the sky, your shadow is going to be in the middle. So when your shadow is in the middle, this is the time of the midday. You understand? You get that? So that, that's when then you add that, because it goes like this. You're, you're here, the, the, it starts off like this, the shadow, it starts the day like this. Then in the middle of the, middle of the day, your shadow is not in the east or the west. It's just there. Then it goes on to the west, to the, to the east, Yeah, like a clock. Mm. Mm. No, it's not 12 o'clock. Midday is not 12 at all. Twelve o'clock midday is the time between Fajr and Maghrib Fajr and Maghrib, let's say it's nine hours or let's say it's six hours Fajr between Fajr and Maghrib is six hours then you say three hours after Fajr is midday mm. so we got Zuhur and we know when it finishes right we know when Zuhur finishes right mm. then it says al-Asr when the Salat al-Asr starts Salat al-Asr it starts As As soon as the shadow starts to go past the same length as the object So you have a 1 meter object The shadow is 1 meter 1.1 meter As soon as it goes a little bit higher Then that's when Asr starts Basically practically as soon as Dhuhr finishes Asr starts So you can pray Dhuhr Even though it's not recommended It's not recommended But Dhuhr time is still in until 10 minutes before Asr so you can pray you can pray the five minutes before Asr you can pray the understand? That's when Duhur time. That's when Asr time starts. Asr it finishes at different times now. When does Asr time finish now? So mm. minutes mm. Yeah, so when have you? When are you to have When are you considered to have reached the prayer time? Uh, sister side, huh? Again, sister side, sisters, please don't eat. No eating in the masjid. It's a picnic out here. Allah No, no, it's not good. It's not good. No eating and talking. So there's people complaining. It's not nice. And it's not nice. And someone's trying to come here to learn and you're eating probably smelly food and you're talking. Allah it's not nice. It's really not nice. You're distracting people from learning the Deen of Allah. Don't be a problem. Don't be someone who's going to be distracting someone else from de- learning the Deen of Allah. It's not, it's not nice at all. You're distracting people and you're... And if you wanted to come here just to socialize, you can come after the lesson though. We'll have... Wallah, we, you know, we're going to have a ping pong table here if you want. We'll bring it. I know you guys don't play PlayStation. We'll bring that if you want. But you do whatever you want outside the time of the lesson. But during the lesson, it's time to, it's to be serious, huh? We're gonna have a ping pong table here soon. Don't worry. <laughs> seriously, seriously, it's ordered. It's coming. But like, seriously, brothers, like sisters, don't. At the time of the lesson, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. Time of the lesson, don't be eating. Don't be put that away and stop talking. Or go go outside. Come back after the lesson finishes. You can come. You can chill. The mess is open. You can chill, relax, do what you want. You can even talk loudly. No problem, do whatever you want. It can be a place to revise for your schoolwork. No problem. During the lesson, be quiet. During the lesson, don't distract other people. Tayb? <coughs> hmm. Yeah. Sorry? Turn around. Turn down, AC. He's got the remote for AC. Was it the like Ramov? Salah Ibrahim when he comes. No, okay, Ibrahim. sorry about that. Hmm. Yeah, that is the EC If you find the OST remote, so look for it. Insha mean, Allah. Okay. Zakla, Karan. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Is it? Uh? Yeah. What's upstairs? Yeah. Oh, it's on top of it. Yeah. Can someone get it? Oh. You can get it, tall brother. Yeah, just turn it down, huh? Mm? The on. Top. Is it on top? No. Just turn it down, inshallah. Yeah. Taibu are we on? Asr. We know when Asr starts, right? When does Asr finish? Now Asr it has different timings. Number one is the time. Nah, no, I didn't finish answering the question. huh? sorry. The question was when have you when you considered to have reached the prayer time? And it's correct. That if you reach one raka'ah before the prayer finishes, prayer time finishes, then you reach the prayer. In ruku', No, you finish ruku'. You get into ruku' and you finish ruku'. Because the Prophet said Whoever reaches one raka'a from the prayer, then he's reached the prayer. طيب. Ask the time it finishes. The first time this quote finishes is the time that, you are, that it is okay to delay asr until. Write this down. The time that it is okay to delay asr until. The time that it is okay to delay asr until. It is okay to delay asr until the shade of the object, the shadow of the object, becomes double the length of the object. It's fine. You can, you can pray at the beginning of the time and you can pray all the way until this time. It's fine. It's allowed. Hmm? Do you understand that? So one meter object, one meter high object. Sh- uh, when it's one meter, asr. Huh. When the one meter object shadow becomes one meter, asr what? Asr starts. When it becomes two meters. You should have prayed in that time, it's best. Hmm? Yeah? So Yeah. the UK, one year um, So when it's 2.5, I shall... Yeah, yeah. Uh, according to our example. Obviously, I don't know the exact numbers. But yeah, according to our examples, yeah. Huh. not um, They say that later they also... No, different, we're gonna talk about that inshallah. The Hanafis they say, the Hanafis they say Asa starts at this time. That's why they pray later. You find the, brother, the Hanafi brothers, they pray later because they say Asr starts at this time when the shadow is double the length. Like in the majority of the scholars and the evidence show that it starts at when it's one the same shadow, the same length as the object. You're allowed to delay. Number two is, it is disliked to delay until this time. It's disliked to delay Asr until this time. It is disliked to delay Asr until this time. Until when is it disliked to delay Asr? Until... A time called Al Isfirar, which in English is called the Golden Hour. You know when it is just before Maghrib? It is called the Golden Hour. The, before Maghrib, you see the sun is slightly, it's not as strong, right? And the walls in your house, the walls outside the house and inside the window, what, what color does the sun come in? Orangish, huh? The orangeish color. This is called Al Isfirar. It's disliked to delay Asr until this time. You shouldn't delay until this time. Disliked. It is disliked to delay Asr until Al Isferrar, which is golden hour. No. So when uh, the shadow double mm. uh, negative um, No. So you're allowed to delay until until it's do, uh, until it's two the, the double the yeah. double. Yeah. Then after that it's to delay until yeah. it's Ferrar. Mm. Then after that, it is haram to delay it until Even though Asr is still in, but it's haram to delay it without an excuse All of this is without an excuse If you have an excuse, you can delay it until isfirah If you're traveling for example, you're ill You're allowed to delay it until until allowed, But this is without an excuse Without an excuse, it is haram to delay it until this time When is it? It is haram to delay it until the sun is just about to set It is haram to delay Asr until the sun is just about to set And the Prophet ﷺ described the hypocrite, the munafiq. He sits down and he just watches the sun. Waiting for it to go. كان, until the sun becomes الشيطان, it comes between the two horns of shaitan. Which is just on the horizon. Yeah, and the sun is just on the horizon now. It's about to go into the sea. You know when the sun's about to go into the sea. Not physically, not literally. It's about to go into the sea. Yeah, and it's about to set. It's about to set. Just between the two horns of shaitan. He says he looks and he waits until the sun is between the two horns of shaitan sorry. He 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 pecks the floor like the rooster pecks the floor. You know the rooster how he eats. He pecks the floor like that, he prays fast. The Prophet said, Tilka 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 This is the this is the prayer of the hypocrite, this is the prayer of the hypocrite, this is the prayer of the munafiq. Yani, it's del- is haram for you to delay until that time. Because that's what the munafiq does. And that shows a sign of laziness. That person is not allowed to delay until that time. Is that clear? When does Asr finish? Asr, right down. When does Asr finish? Asr finishes. Asr finishes when the sun sets. Asr finishes when the sun sets. Uh, you said there's a time where you can't pray before Dhuhr. But what about Salatul Duha? What about praying that? Um, would, when, when can you not pray before Dhuhr? At the time of? No? Istiwa. <laughs> you asked why. Istiwa. You got it right. Istiwa. Istiwa. That is five minutes before Zawal. Just like five minutes before Salatul zuhur comes. So you're not allowed to pray in that time. What about Duha? Duha finishes when that time comes. So you can pray Duha from the sunrise, some Sharaq, from the sun completely rising, until Istiwa. When Istiwa comes, you can't pray Duha um, as well. You understand? On Friday, there's Saat Istijab. but you allowed to pray to rak'ah? To ask dua? Yes. So the Shafi'iyya they say Friday there is no time when you're not allowed to pray. You're allowed to pray. You're uh, allowed to pray. According to the Shafi'iyya. Wallahu But Also, another opinion is that some scholars say only you should make dua yani. instead of praying, you make dua. Wow, no questions, huh? No. Yeah. Yeah, of course, same thing. He waits until the end of the timing. Can you apply the hadith for someone who looks at the sun to the hadith, to someone who to the same someone who looks at the timing? Yeah, if he looks he looks at the time he's just looking at the time. Like watching, okay, nah, no, it's okay, I've got, got time, I got time, I got time and then he doesn't pray until the end. Yes, that comes under, he comes under it. Mm. You see how you said the time where the shadow is doubled mm. of the object? Mm. That's not is it? No, that's not, Esfiraq, man. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's not. You allowed? No, what's in the timing. Oh, the timing. Mm. Well, I have to. I didn't. I never. I never tried it, to be honest. Look at the Hanafi timing, or when Asr starts, and then wait until you see the sun turn yellow. See the time difference. Try your homework. <laughs> no Do anyone can do, it, Inshallah. Tell me if you guys do it. Tell me, Inshallah. naam a question. Brother, there. Question. Ah, don't say there. Hmm. When the when the when the, shad, when the sun's b- lightness, the bright the yellowness in the sun becomes weak. And the buildings they become yellow. Mm. Is it is that, is they just no, it's disliked. It's not a sin, it's disliked. It's better not to. Mm. So some people say fifteen minutes before you say just five minutes uh, fifteen minutes before Duhur? Yes. Yeah, some people say fifteen, some people say five. No problem. It's very close. Mama Shaikh, uh, they say five. Some people they say fifteen. Shak sure says five. Um, what is the ruling of prayer when a woman has uh, had a miscarriage? That's not a completely after the lesson question. I meant to ask it after the lesson. Like if a woman had a miscarriage, then it depends. If the miscarriage is after Al after the, the, the fetus was the the soul was blown into it, which is after four months, then she has nifas. She waits until her fast finishes, the bleeding stops, which can take forty days or more or less. Or, less, or yeah, na'am. Uh, if it is before four months miscarriage And there was no The baby was not formed Properly Then uh, She prays straight away She keeps praying Yeah If there's days with no sun Yeah You approximate Because you have days with sun You use that To approximate mm. And if you can't today We have we have calendars mm. Then So that is asr yeah? When it finishes We finish Yeah Okay إلى غروب الشمس نعم والمغرب when does maghrib start? صلاة المغرب he says wa واحد وهو غروب الشمس there's two opinions here which I'm going to give you and it's beneficial to know both opinions the first opinion is what is mentioned in the book it says ووقتها واحد صلاة المغرب has one time meaning it starts and ends very quickly starts and ends very quickly and they say the time of maghrib it is enough for you it, when, as soon as it, obviously it comes in when the sun sets it comes in when the sun sets Meaning, the sun in the horizon, the sun goes all di- oh, oh, fully into the sea. Huh? Fully gone. You can't see the sun anymore. If you look into the horizon, the sun, all you can see is the remaining light of the sun. The sky is still light, bright, but the, magh- the actual sun is gone. Do you understand? That's called sunset. That's when the sun is set. This is called Maghrib, that's when it starts. Then they say the Maghrib is waqtu is hawahid, it has one time. Meaning, it's very, very short. Maghrib is very short, according to this opinion. They say that the timing that you have for Maghrib is That you The time that you can do the Adhan The Iqama, Wudu And pray 5 Raka'at That's the time for Maghrib Adhan Iqama, Wudu And 5 Raka'at Why? Because the Sunnah after Maghrib is well Right? So that's why you see a lot of our parents What did they say Maghrib is? Sure Maghrib is quick, quickly pray right? That's why in a lot of masjids, what do they do? They do aqam, adhan, and then straight away what? they don't even pray sunnah between it, right? Because they, they, according to the majority of the scholars, this opinion of the majority of the scholars, that Maghrib is very short and it's safe. You should pray Maghrib very quickly, right? And that is the time for Maghrib. So, so approximately, so adhan, iqamah, wudu, five raka'at. How long is that? Approximately 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, right? That's how long Maghrib is according to them. That. That's the first opinion. And why is it beneficial to know? Because this is what a lot of our parents, they act by and a lot of masajid even act by. Another opinion, which is the opinion, the old opinion of Imam shafii Also the opinion of a lot of hanabilah Is that Maghrib, it finishes when the redness in the horizon goes away You know when the sun sets? When the sun is gone, what do you see in the sky? Still brightness, right? And you see some red, you see some redness in the sky, right? This is called al-Shafaq al-Ahmar This is called the red horizon The red horizon When the redness in the horizon goes away, this is when Maghrib finishes So according to this opinion what well, it's a bit longer, right? Maghrib is much longer. Maghrib is much longer. <coughs> the evidence that they have, look at this: is al la They say the old opinion of Imam Shafi'i, and this is the stronger opinion according to Imam Nawawi, is that Maghrib does not finish until the redness in the horizon goes away, because the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu maghribi idha ma lam He said that Maghrib is until the is from when the sun sets until the red, the horizon goes away, yani the redness in the horizon. بريدة رَضِيَ الله عنه بريدة he narrates that The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam The Prophet وسلم, he prayed with the people. A man asked the Prophet sallallahu about the timings for prayer, and so the Prophet sallallahu what did he do? And the first day he prayed at the beginning of the time, and the second day he prayed at the end of the time, and then. On Maghrib, what did he do on Maghrib according to this, this hadith? He prayed Maghrib at the beginning as soon as the sun set at the first day. And the second day was Sallaha قبل أن يغيب shafak. And the second day he prayed Maghrib before the, sun, the 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 redness in the horizon went away. Just before. Right? And then he said, Ain't Sa'il, where's the questioner? And the, the, he said, it's me. And the, the question and the Prophet said, This is the, this is the time for prayer. And this is the opinion. of Imam al Nawi, Rahimahullah, he says the Ahadith al-Sahihah, the Ahadith al-Sahihah, is The clear evidences they show, the authentic evidences they show, that uh, the, the opinion of the old opinion of Imam Shafi'i is stronger. وتأويل بعضها وتأويل بعضها متعذر And we can't find an explanation uh, to go with the other opinion. So therefore, this one is stronger. Allahu Alam. فهُوَ الصَّوابِ is correct. وَمِمَّا اخْتَارَهُ from the scholars of the Shafi'i who chose this opinion is Ibn Khuzayma, Al-Khattabi, Al-Bayhaqi, Al-Ghazali, and Al-Baghawi And other scholars, they take taken this opinion from the Shafi'i And from other than the Shafi'i as well So this seems to be stronger, Wallahu alam Maghrib finishes when? When the redness in the horizon goes away No, one Karim You mm. know mm. with the calculation of one length If the object is same length in terms of the shadow Who comes up? The, it's the just something that's uh, a norm that's known. Yeah, and the length of the shadow? Yeah, so who's to say that one, when the object is its length in shadow, it's now. The yeah, as per the description of Muslim, it comes from the hadith. All of so them come from the, from, same, from the hadith. No, from, yeah, no, from the hadith of Jibreel, from the Abbas, from Mota Imam Malik. I didn't read the hadith to you. The Hadith says, where is it? The Hadith from malik It's one of the first hadith in the Imam malik In fact, I think it is the first Hadith. He said that Ibn. The Prophet said, "Ama عند البيت مرتين. Jibril he led me in Salah twice. He prayed with me at Zawal. Huh? الشراك. وصلى بي العصر حين كان He prayed Asr when the shadow was the same. So it's a Hadith. All of this is based on Hadith. We're not making up our heads. <laughs> No. Uh, then he says sure. Maghrib, We know when he finishes, right? We got it Yeah ha. Yeah, the strong redness of the horizon That's what we we're saying, right? So Imam al said this one's stronger, Allah'u alam The redness of the horizon <laughs> Tayb, العشاء, العشاء, It comes in بالشفق, When the redness of the horizon goes away So when Maghrib finishes, what comes in? Isha so when the redness in the horizon goes away, Isha comes in. That's when Isha comes in. And uh, in London here, we have a lot of uh, Masail pertaining to this. Now, in London, they say that the the, the horizon, the, the, the light in the horizon never goes away. The, the light in the horizon in summer, in summer never goes away. So June, July, August. So what do we do in that situation? In that situation, the scholars, they've given different, uh, different opinions from amongst those are those who say that we estimate we, we take the time between Maghrib and Isha normally and we just use that so normally between Maghrib and Isha in winter how long is it? around one hour and a half one hour twenty minutes something like that so let's say in summer we pray Isha one hour and a half after Maghrib even if Isha hasn't actually come in and that's what you would do if you're in the North Pole you know North Pole six hours six months is light six months is dark right? how do you pray? You pray according to estimation. You pray Fajr at this time, 6 a.m. normally. Dhuhr comes in at 12. According to estimation, according to how it would be in normal time. Right? And so that's what they say here. In, 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 and that's what, what's the evidence for that is the Hadith of Dajjal. The Hadith of Dajjal. Who knows the Hadith of Dajjal? Who was, was, knows where, where, what we're speaking about? Where the evidence here is? Hmm. At the back. At the back. Ahsan When Dajjal comes The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said That he's going to be on the earth For one year One day is going to be like one year One day is going to be like one year The companions asked How are we going to pray then? He said estimate One year you're going to pray Only five times in the whole year When it's one, one day Which is like one No There's going to be a, the, the time is going to go much slower So therefore he said estimate Pray five times each day According to each day and According to each time So maybe like According to each 24 hours So that's what they, they use that The other opinion is The other scholars And this is the correct opinion Some people If a masjid follows that Then you follow that The other scholars They say That Maghrib uh, When it comes in When when Isha comes in 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 the summer sorry You combine between Maghrib and Isha And that's why you find some masjid In the UK They will combine between Maghrib and Isha Throughout the whole summer And that's the opinion What do you follow? You follow your local masjid Whatever you're praying You pray with them You pray with them (laughs) Combine between Maghrib and Isha when the sun does not set in London, in the U.K. Yeah, according to those who say the sun doesn't set. Some people, they do actually, they went out, they say to the sun, they say it does set, but it sets a bit late. Alayha, you can pray at that time. Wow, a lot of questions, Alhamdulillah. So, he doesn't pray the jama'at of the masjid, and because he claims it's doubtful because of the timing, uh alam, I asked Shaykh Khalid al mushaykh may about this he said pray with the masjid should pray with the masjid yani a lot of times you have to understand when there is difference of opinion the ruling of the hakim of the ruler takes it away if a ruler has an takes an, has an opinion two two scholars they differ two groups of scholars they differ in a country in a country some say halal some say haram the ruler he says we take this opinion everyone has to follow that opinion even if you don't believe it, you don't have to believe it, but you have to follow it. If if it's to do with the general masses. So let's say in a Muslim country, in a Muslim country, there was a difference of opinion, the same difference of opinion. Do we pray one hour and a half or do we combine between Maghrib and Isha? The ruler says all of the masajid have to pray one hour and a half after. Then they have to you're not have to go against that. Even if they don't believe it, they have to. Because the legitimate opinion. And the ruler, al-khilaf, as they say, the scholars of the sul-fiqh they say that the ruling of the ruler. Raises the difference of opinion Not in belief but in action You can still believe your opinion But you have to act by that, that, the, the other opinion In this country There is no ruler of course Like in the masajid They take a lot of the responsibilities That a ruler would take Such as marriage, divorce, things like that So therefore following the masajid in this Has a reasonable We should follow the masajid in this So whatever your masajid is doing You should follow that Be, so so the yeah, yeah, right? I and mean, they they done it on the HD hat, it's fine. They can take that. Even it's easier. So valid. Still valid, yes. Huh? Um if for whatever reason you can put digital time, could you combine by yourself? Yes, you if you believe one? that, yes. You could combine myself in that opinion. Yeah. No. After that done and the time of Isha start No no, the Isha hasn't started. Isha starts when? Ishafaq. The r- the last question. What do you mean by combining ishafuq? Yeah. Pray Maghrib, straight after you pray Isha. So you pray Maghrib, salam alaikum, stand up, pray isha straight away. In the time of Maghrib or At the time of Maghrib. Yeah. Because Isha doesn't come in. According yeah. to that. Straight after. You don't have to go to sleep after Isha. لا لا. that's not what we're talking about, I'm talking about sleeping It's not allowed to combine if you want to sleep It's not allowed. <laughs> we're talking about a different issue Combine after sleep, that's That's not a at all Just for sleep, no When? No. When? The redness in the horizon goes away And if... Yes, if it's Shaf shafiq And Let's take questions in a minute If it's a then. When does Isha finish? There's two times for Isha. You're allowed to delay until. You're allowed to delay until. Write down. You're allowed to delay Isha until. According to the chef, what this book, meant, what the author mentions here, is الليل, until one third of the night. Hmm. And the other opinion is that it's until one half of the night. Half the night. So you're allowed to delay until half the night. And that's stronger. So write down one third and one half. And one, 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 one half is stronger according to imam Al-Nawawi. Half the night is between Maghrib and Fajr. The halfway between. yeah. So let's say Maghrib and Fajr is six hours in between them. Say three hours after Maghrib. That's half the night. You shouldn't delay until then. And then he says but if you have an excuse you're allowed to delay until Fajr. And is this No. You're allowed to delay until Fajr. What, what should be stronger is that? What scholars they mention is that? You should only delay until half the night. And you shouldn't delay until fajr. You should not delay until fajr. And rather it finishes at half the night. It finishes at half the night. Because the Prophet ﷺ said, Waktul Isha, ila nisr. The time of Isha is until half the night. So therefore that's a strong opinion that it's until half the night. And it is allowed to delay until half the night. That's when Isha finishes and you're allowed to delay until that time. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. No, you still have to pray You, you get you sin you, you get sin for delaying like, it Yeah You get sin for delaying it Now hmm? After night, past after night Was subhu Fajr, salat al-fajr is Wa awwal tulu' al-fajr fajr it starts when The sun rises When the sun first rises, this is the time For salat al-fajr When the sun rises, this is time For salat fajr and as soon as so now this is important to know there's a few things. Here you're going to find in the books of fiqh, you're going to find the scholars, they say, Al fajr al thani, the second fajr, or Al fajr al sadiq, the true fajr. Why? Because there's a fake fajr. There's a fake fajr. Al fajr al kadib, or Al fajr al awwal, is what they say is a light that is, in, is horizontal in the sky. What happens is, and I've read, I read it recently actually, that the sun, from the, the, the reflection from the sun, Onto the atmosphere causes a light in the night time So it's night time and it's before Fajr But a light is seen in the sky That's from the reflection of the sun Onto the atmosphere of the earth So it reflects What's this? The the, the scholars they call this what? Al-Fajr al-Kathib Why? Because this is not when Fajr actually comes in This light is not from the light of the sun The rising of the sun So therefore you're not allowed to pray And you can still eat if you're fasting So it has no rulings connected to it but they mention this because they say how do you know how do you how can you tell the difference between the true fajr and fake fajr? Two ways. The fake fajr, fajr al-Kahadib, the light is horizontal is vertical. The light is vertical and it goes across the sky like that. As for the real fajr, then it is horizontal. It goes across the horizon. Right, is that clear? Second thing is that what comes after the fake fajr is darkness. So you see light and then it's dark again. The real fajr? You see light and it becomes brighter and brighter and brighter until the sun comes up. So, as soon as you see the first, the, the first horizontal light in the sky and uh, in the horizon, then this is called al Fajr. This is when Fajr starts. Soon, al-fajr. As soon as you see the first bit of light in the sky. That's why we pray Fajr and it's still dark outside, right? Because there's a little bit of light. It gets lighter and lighter and lighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. You're allowed to delay until, you're allowed to delay until, it's down. Write down, you're allowed to delay until Al Isfirar. Al Isfirar is different to Al Isfar. Al Isfirar, the scene, Al Isfirar. And Isfar, which is Asr time, is the Sad, Isfar, Isfar. Al Isfirar is when there is light on the earth and to the point that you can see people. It is allowed for you to delay until that time. Without any, It's not disliked. Um, you know when, you, when Fajr comes in, it's dark, right? If you wait into 40 50 minutes, what happens? It becomes blue, the, the earth becomes blue, you can see things, right? This is called al You shouldn't delay until that time. Disliked. Disliked to delay, it past that time. Until that time, you shouldn't you can delay. It. But past that time, you shouldn't delay. It. Disliked. Hmm? Around 40-50 minutes after Fajr starts. Hmm? Yeah, when it starts to become light, so c- you can start seeing people, basically. You shouldn't delay. You can allow allowed to delay until then. After that, is disliked to to delay until then. Then it finishes when wa fil jawaz ila until the sun rises. When the sun fully rises from the horizon, fajr finishes. Hmm. At this. Hmm. At this. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No 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 two adhan is different. Two the first adhan is for the people who are praying. Just to make sure so you guys so everyone knows that it's time fajr is about to come in. Stop praying and have you oh, for the people who are about to fast. It's about to it's about to come in fajr, so quickly eat. Last um, question? Yeah? Um I heard that with some said in the like they say that they can't see when the sun rises or something like that or not they calculate the time for fajr or something uh, That is a like, All like, like oh, the calculations, fajr time. Oh, that's a, they didn't even come to my mind to speak about that subhanAllah. Um we'll speak about it in a minute, inshaAllah So Fajr we know when it starts, right? And you're allowed to delay until? asfar, And then it finishes that? When the sun rises. Is that finished, yeah? there the question here. Um, we'll take we'll put it in the questions, inshaAllah. We'll ask me the questions. Hmm. Yes. Fully rises. The sun's out. The sun's out. Like here's the horizon, the sun's there. The bottom of the sun's there. But if it's halfway, it's still Fajr time. out fully. Okay? That is Salat al Fajr. Here, it's important now. Uh, principle. we finished finish the time, prayer times, yeah? Here's the principle now. It is, number one, I'm going to give you a few principles. Number one, it is recommended to pray each prayer at the beginning of its time. It is recommended to pray each prayer at the beginning of its time. Soon as it comes in, it's recommended. Why? Because the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, he said, when he was asked by Ibn Mas'ud, narrated, the Prophet وسلم, was asked, Ayyul Amali Afdal, Which action is the best? The Prophet ﷺ said, salatu ala وَقْتِهَا Praying عَلَىٰ on its time. At the beginning of its time. Therefore, praying at the beginning of each time is the best. Except for two, circums- two situations. Number one is Salatul Dhuhr. Salatul Dhuhr. It is recommended, write it down, it is recommended to delay Salatul Dhuhr. Sorry, it is recommended for the Imam of the Masjid to delay Salatul Dhuhr on an extremely hot day until it cools down. It is recommended for the Imam of the Masjid to delay Salatul Dhuhr on an extremely hot day until it cools down. You got that, yeah? Because the Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith by Al-Bukhari, and Muslim, fa min Delay Salatul Dhuhr until it becomes cool. Because the extreme heat is from the breath of the hellfire. The extreme heat is from the breath of the hellfire. So that's why the Prophet ﷺ would come up with. delay Delays Salatul Dhuhr until there's some shade. Because a lot of times there's no shade, right? The sun is di- almost directly on top of us. There's also almost no shade. So until some shade comes out so the people can come walk into the shade and come to the masjid. From this we understand what? that is only for the imam of the masjid. For you praying at home, if it's extremely hot, is it recommended for you to delay it? No. It's only for the imam of the masjid. Why? Because the people who are coming to the masjid, we don't want them to ha- be harmed by the extreme heat. So therefore, the imam of the masjid can delay salatul dhuhr in, in times of extreme heat. Okay? And this is recommended. So there's one exception to that rule. Second exception is, Salatul Isha, Salatul it is recommended to be delayed until one third or one half of the night. يعني, the later the better. For who? Number one, for the one praying at home, the woman. The woman praying at home, men praying in the masjid. For the woman praying at home, if she thinks that she's not going to forget it, and if she thinks she's going to forget Salatul Isha, then you pray at its time. You're used to praying at the beginning. Then if you, you think if I'm delayed I'm going to forget it later on Let me pray now, you pray now is better لكن if you wanna, if you think you know, you know, you know you're not going to uh, forget Then the woman should pray at home Then she should delay it Number two is also recommended for the, imam, for the masjid The masjid is recommended for them to delay Salat al isha until half the night If it's easy for the people And if people got work in the morning And they can't, then no The imam doesn't do it because it's better why? Because the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he was at home And the, the, the Isha, it was almost half the night Ibn Umar, uh, Umar bin Khattab went to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And said, Ya Rasulullah The women and the children are sleeping So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He came out and water was dripping from his hair, from wudu And he said, ala ummati. He said, this is the time for Isha If it wasn't hard for my Ummah, I would have delayed it So he done this in order to show us that this is the Sunnah But normally he wouldn't do that why? Because it's hard for the people. People are sleeping. People need to go to work. But if it is easy, for example, you're, among, you're in a masjid where there's only students of knowledge and they sleep in the masjid. For example, sometimes uh, I was told by some of the brothers who were in the maj that Shaghiah al Hajuri he, he would delay the salah. Sometimes he would say, well, we apply the sunnah so that we would delay the salah until half the night. Because they, the brothers are there. They, they sleep in the masjid, most of them. So they, that's all they're doing. They're just seeking knowledge. They're not doing anything else. So They don't have work in the morning and things like that. So it's fine. Like in the situation where it's a public masjid, then it's not recommended for that person. So these are the two situations where it is recommended to delay the salah. The third thing that, the last thing the brother uh, reminded me about is the salatul al-fajr. Why people, some people pray one a.m., some people pray three, some people pray five. And this is important. it's slightly, it's not really important to know. Like in the khulasa is that you should follow your masjid, you should follow your local masjid. Like the reason why there is difference of opinion is that uh, Salat al-fajr, obviously we said in the UK. We said the sun never sets, right? So therefore it never rises. It's always there. So therefore when does Fajr come in? That in the summer, we're talking about in summer. in summer, When does it come in that situation? According to those people who say it doesn't set. Some people say it does set in London. Northern England, it, does, it doesn't set. Like in, if, let's just say it doesn't set. So then when does Salat al-Fajr actually come in? Then we have to use calculations, right? And the scholars of the past, they, were, they knew about astron- astronomy. And they would look at the degrees of the stars, how the stars were. They were they, throughout the night. The stars they move, move across the sky, and they move at certain degrees. And when the stars are at a certain degree, the sun comes up, according to those calculations. Okay. When the sun is at a certain degree, what degree is it? Some of the scholars say 13 degrees. Some of them say 15. Some of them say 18. Some of those people who say 18, according to them, then Isha is then Fajr comes out early, very early. So they say, we can't we can't look at the sign for Fajr. Therefore, we have to work according to degrees. We take the opinion that it's 18 degrees. And a lot of scholars, they too, take the opinion that it's 18 degrees. So therefore, the stars are at 18 degrees at 1 a.m. Others, they say, no. <laughs> um, I wanted to do a bit more, but we'll stop it there because of the time. Um, and we'll take the questions.